This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. <laughs> Dips inside and hits. Oh, what a, what a goal! Right, that is from Ross Wallace. Chris Waddle, is he going to have a crack? Oh, he does, it's good! Anything Paul Gascoigne can do, Chris Waddle can do. One by Stephen Fletcher back towards Adam Rich! You're listening to the Wednesday Till I Die podcast. Hello and welcome to the Wednesday Till I Die podcast. This is the Oppo's View, the show where we get to know a little bit more about our upcoming opponents. This weekend we take on MK Dons at Stadium MK in what is a massive game in the grand scheme of things with just five games to go. Uh, MK currently lies second in the table on a crazy run of 15 games unbeaten. Um, I'm James Mappin and with me to tell us all about MK Dons is Jonathan Harris from the MK Dons Supporters Association. Jonathan, first of all, thanks for taking uh, time to talk to us. Uh, how are you, mate? You all right? Yeah, I'm good. Thanks. Thanks for inviting me on for the second time this season, James. Uh, I appreciate it and sort of looking forward to nervous at the same time about Saturday. Yeah, great stuff. Um, I'll st- well, obviously, we'll get on to Saturday's game in a second, but first of all, let's just uh, rewind a little bit. Um, 23rd of November to be exact, obviously when you came to Hillsborough. I think you were fourth at the time. We were just outside the playoffs in eighth, having a bit of a, I don't want to say a bad run, but you know we were, weren't as high-flying as we was perhaps earlier on in the season. Um, obviously, this is uh, that, that game was the first time that we'd actually come from behind to win a match in so many years. Obviously, the game finished 2-1. You know, Twine opened the scoring with a fantastic strike just after half-time. And then, obviously, yeah, Gregory with the equaliser and then Windass with that last-minute goal. I mean, personally, I, I thought that we, I won't say dominated the game, but we probably shaded it and probably deserved the win. But, I mean, how did you see it from, from your perspective? Oh, I thought the first half was very even. I thought... Um, there was obviously, you probably had the better chances in the first half. Defensively, we were all over the place. I think I think we had to draft in a backup centre-back because we had an injury to one of our key defenders and uh, 
Yeah, but I thought we we held our own. I really enjoyed that battle between Kyoso and Kobanu. Um, I thought that's the only time I think Kyoso really had been on the back foot. Was Theo just he would run through brick walls for you, as as I'm sure we'll talk about later on. But uh, yeah, going in, I think it was nil nil at half time, wasn't it? Um, yeah, that's right. Yeah, um, yeah. And literally, then, like straight after half time, Twine. That absolute thunderbolt from from seemingly nowhere. To be fair, yeah, and he'd been uh, he'd been anonymous in in that game. Really, I think it, I think it was him and Max Waters had started that game, and they were both anonymous. And then he pops up with an absolute worldie, and you think, hang on, we could actually do this. Because I think the previous Tuesday we'd gone to Wigan and won, but I think I think the crowd really helped you that night especially that last 10, 15 minutes when you were really pressing and we were sitting back and sitting back and Lee Gregory gets his goal. And then... Uh, Josh yeah, Windass think, with the winner, yeah. Yeah, I think you brought Luongo and Windass on for that game, didn't you? And they both sort of changed the game in your favour, from what I remember. Yeah, um, that's right. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's that video, which I'm sure everyone's seen, especially from a from a Wednesday perspective, is some, I don't know, a, a blogger or something that's, uh, that's in the MK Dons in the away end. And... Uh, you hear that little bit of a, you know, because obviously, you know, Windass, you know, he missed it, didn't he? He, he, he yeah, missed yeah. the ball first, and you get the whole, and then, oh, <laughs> as, the, as the ball goes into the into the net. I mean, it looks spectacular, but I think it was uh, slightly fortuitous in the way that it uh, that it sat up for him. And now uh, let's get on to your more recent form. I said recent form. You know, you have to go back 15, 16 games until you last uh, suffered a defeat. I think you've only lost... What was it? One or two games since that game that, that that we played at our place back in November, which is a crazy, crazy run. Obviously, yeah. your, your recent run runs back to the twenty second of January. Like I said um, it was actually a defeat to Doncaster Rovers last time, which is again sounds sounds mad when you think about it. I mean, if you extend that run, it goes to is it one defeat in twenty one? I mean, what what's changed? Because you know, at the start of the season, obviously. You, I don't want to say you wasn't that good, but I mean, you know, has, has anything changed for you to have gone on this mad run? Well, as you said, it's probably around about Christmas time we started to hit a bit of form. I think we lost to Oxford just before Christmas at home, but we were heavily affected by COVID on that game. We didn't have Twine, we didn't have Isa, we didn't have Parrot. We were literally on our last dregs that, that day. And then we went on this absolutely crazy run we went to Lincoln we're 2-0 down the way at Lincoln came back and won 3-2 2-0 down after 8 minutes believe it or not right they, um, then we've we've gone to Accrington got a point gone to Sunderland won we've gone to Wigan this season and won we've gone to Rotherham being down to 10 men for over half the game and won which that was the craziest three minutes I think I've ever experienced. Just, just on that one, I think I think that's probably looking at your your season. That I mean, obviously we don't know how it's going to pan out. There's still, you know, what, four games for you, five games for us. But I think that that you could could go down as one of probably like the turning point in the season. If you do go up automatic, I think that's where it will probably won. Yeah, definitely. I mean, as I, as I said, I think Rotherham were flying at that point, and we're. I think if they'd won that game. They'd have been 14 points clear of us with games in hand. And now we're three points ahead of them, but they've still got a game in hand, which is just absolutely crazy. But we I don't know if it's because it's just been a settled side. 
Um, we obviously lost Matt O'Reilly in uh, in January to Celtic for a decent amount of money. We lost our goalkeeper, Andy Fisher, to Swansea as well. And um, the two replacements have just been nothing but superb. Jamie coming, um, I'm not sure if he played, if you, because um, he spent the first half of the season at Gillingham, so you might have seen him play for Gillingham um, at the start of the season. Um, Possibly. Best shot stoppers. And then uh, Connor Coventry, wow, what a signing he's been in January transfer window as well. I just think we've just had a consistent side where you could say you could you could pick 10 out of the 11 that would definitely start. And then it would be a case of one position he'd normally rotate depending on the opposition. But as you say, it's just phenomenal to be in this position with four games to go with the chance for the automatics. And yeah. I just don't want it to go down to the last game of the season at Plymouth. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> yeah, I mean Plymouth have got a bit of a, <clears throat> a bit of a tricky running, haven't they? Uh, I mean, last time out uh, it was a draw against your uh, your good friends AFC Wimbledon. Uh, how did that one pan out? Because for for much of the game you you were obviously a goal down. I mean, we were. I'm one of the people now. I have all the um, the goal notifications on, and obviously it was at Bolton, and you know, saying to saying to Liam, "Oh, MK Dons are losing." Not that it really mattered, but um, to be fair, because I don't think we're gonna we're gonna catch or even um, threaten the the automatics. But still, you know, you were losing, and then yeah, got a goal in the second half. But what what was the performance like? Did you did you deserve more from that game? Or I think. On reflection, the draw was probably fair. Um, the first half, we really struggled to get our passing game going. I think the crowd, it was our first visit back home, as it were, and uh, the home crowd were really on our back. Um, in the warm-up, they were giving a lot of stick to the guys in the warm-up. Um, the first throw-in we got in front of the Wimbledon fans, Dean Lewins went and took, and the fans took the ball and took, well, decided to try and throw the ball at Dean Lewis and somehow hit the linesman and the referee. So... That was a bit of a fail then. Yeah, absolute fail. And uh, you just think, um, sort of mentality-wise, because I think we've got the second youngest squad in the EFL, you were thinking, is this it? Is this is this our turning point? But credit to, the, credit to Liam Manning. He changed it up after the hour mark. He brought your mate Theo on. He absolutely changed the game again. And uh, deserved equaliser 10 minutes ago. Don't know if you've seen the Troy Parrot volley from the ball in. Absolute cracker in off the bar. Yeah, and, uh, good cracking goal, that one. Yeah, so I think I, I, I'd have taken a point because you don't want to lose to the, your rivals or your local team. Like you would, you'd never want to lose to Robin, sort of thing. So I'll, I'll take that now, and that could be a vital point given the season we're having. Yeah, definitely. Um, you've mentioned him there. Uh, I was going to mention him a bit later on, but might as well talk about him now. Where Theo Theo Corbiano, um, obviously we had him for the early part of the season. You know, played him out of position to some uh, to some regards. Um, when he when he left and went back to to Wolves, although he didn't really go back to Wolves, did he? he went you know back to Wolves via MK Dons. Um, a lot of the fans were. I want to say upset, but you know, a lot of fans thought he were, a, you know, a cracking little player. But obviously, you've got him now. But he's, he's struggled to to hold down a, you know, a starting a starting place in the in the team, and he's been on the bench for uh, for for recent games. Yeah, um, he 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 came in like a house on fire. I think he scored 
On his second appearance against Portsmouth away, he went and saw the cracking volley again in off the bar. And then he, I think he set up the goal as well, possibly for, for Iso. And he, he just thought, wow, something different to what we have. You know what he's like. He's pacey. He doesn't care who he's running at. He'll just run and run and skill. And maybe his finishing or his end product lets him down. But there's definitely, definitely a quality player in there. Um, we had the Canadian flags out within three games of him being here as well. Um, and I just think it's because of the sensational form of Troy Parrott, because they play in similar positions, that he, he just can't get a look in. Because with Troy, not only do you get the goals, you get the tracking back, you get the work rate, you get the, the passing. Um, and it, it it's a shame in a way, because whenever he has come on as a sub, he's played as a right wing back. And I know that was an issue that Wolves had when he was with you, that he was playing wing-back. So, yeah. I don't know what quite Wolves have gained from swapping uh, playoff rivals, but he's, say, he, he can't do much more than he's doing now, especially with the form Troy's in. Yeah, definitely. Um, we'll, we'll go on to... Um players to watch now I've picked a few out and then we'll uh, we'll talk about that running that you've got until the end of the season um, I've, I've picked two my first one uh, an obvious one Scott Twine um, I always pick an obvious one out and, and this is it you know 15 goals 12 assists absolutely mental when you look at the you know goal contributions that he's had this season um, obviously just being um, nominated for League One player of the season as well alongside Barry Bannon as well um, how happy with him have you been uh, this season? I, I honestly can't speak highly enough of him. I mean, we lost Scott Fraser in the summer and we were thinking, oh God, what's going to happen? But we already had Twine in the door and to get him as cheap as we've reportedly got him, I think we only have to pay a maximum of 400000 for him as a tribunal, which is absolute, it's an absolute steal because the, he's an absolute joke of a player when he's on form. He can score long-range goals. He can score free kicks. He's starting to score a few more in the box now as well. And it's just his overall, his overall play. Um, he seems to be linking up with Moisa really well as well. And uh, he can be a bit of a bit of an S house for opposition fans because sometimes he can go down a bit too easily and win a few free kicks. But uh, I, I can't think of any opposition fan that's not said to me that they don't want Scott Twine in their team or they wouldn't want him in their team. Well, like I said, you know, like I mentioned then, you know, 15 goals and then not only... Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Picture the scene. All of your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. 
there's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. That, that's that's good in itself, but to also get 12 assists, it's just, it's just crazy that, you know, for a, for a forward as well, it looks like he's, uh, and he's only 22 years old, isn't he? He's, he's still got a lot of years ahead of him. Is he someone that you think you'll be able to keep in the summer? Obviously, I'm guessing that just depends on what league you find yourself in, I guess. The hope is that um, from what we've been told by um, his parents, because his parents come to a lot of the games, and uh, from what we've heard, that he's really enjoying it at MK Dons, and he'd only move if the club wanted him to move. But when you've got clubs like West Ham and Rangers linked with him, like they were in January, you, you just sort of know that one big bid and that's it, he's, he's going to go and he deserves to play higher up, whether it's with us or, or another team. And uh, yeah, sort of, there's an almost a, re- a realistic approach that he might not be with us, whether we make promotion or not, possibly. But we're just enjoying him whilst we have him, really. <laughs> yeah, of course. Um, Troy Parrott is the the other one that I've picked out. You've, you have already mentioned him saying that he's keeping uh, Theo out of the side. You know, he's got the you know his sec- second best uh, number in terms of assists. Um, well, he's got five assists. Obviously, he's on loan from Tottenham. Uh, another another key player for you, isn't he? Absolutely. And Troy started the season like a house on fire. He, I think he got three goals in his first five. He was assisting. He was um, everything that we thought, hang on a minute, how, how have we managed to get this player? And this was a player Ipswich fans said that was useless the season beforehand. Um, and then he went away on international duty. I think it was the October or November one. And he, he, I presume he must have come back with an illness or COVID because we didn't see him for weeks and weeks. And we were thinking, where's Troy gone? Where's he gone? And then in January, we were thinking, he's going to go back to Tottenham because he's not get, getting any game time. And then miraculously New Year's Day, he comes back on the bench. And then ever since the turn of the year, it just seems to have clicked for him. Um, he's getting more goals. Um, he's getting more assists. He's just involved in the general play more. And I think it helps that he's got a few of his countrymen like in the lineup with him, like Warren O'Hara and Connor Coventry. I think sort of the Irish connection sort of helping him sort of grow and be more confident, um, especially given I think he scored last minute, last international break for Republic of Ireland as well, he scored a cracker. So there's rumours we might still get him next season on loan if we get promoted. So as in a natural sort of progression for Tottenham, but I can't speak highly enough of him since the turn of the year. He's just been phenomenal. Great. I mean, any others that you want to uh, want to mention at all? Um, our goal-scoring centre-back, Harry Darling, who's got eight goals from centre-back, uh, can score headers, long-range efforts, scores from corners. I know you're going to hate that because I know your record at corners is not that good. <laughs> yep. Uh, as, I, as I'm told by several Wednesday fans. Um, Warren O'Hora, obviously, he's goes under the radar a lot. Uh, Josh McEachran is another one I think goes under the radar just keeps the the um, keeps the game ticking along and Dean Loonton what more can you say about him 37 years old and still one of the first names on the team sheet it's just what he lacks in pace he makes up with a football football brain possibly like Harley Dean for, for you guys and it's just incredible to see yeah another player that you've got is obviously Connor Wickham um, we have 
obviously Connor's had three loan spells at, at Sheffield Wednesday through his career. Um, he's not playing on Saturday, is he? Because we have the amount of former Wednesday players that have uh, done the dirty over us and you know and scored against us is just unreal, and it's almost nailed on for him to for him to score really. I think he'll come on as a sub. Um, Liam Manning did start him against AFC Wimbledon, and when he was selected, I could see the sense because I was thinking, right, he's a physical striker up against a physical defence and get runners like Twine and Parrot off him, sort of thing. But it didn't work. He, it just wasn't sticking for him as much as he was trying. It was, it wasn't sticking. But I, I think he'll he'll come off the sub bench on on Saturday, hopefully, um, if if he's needed and. Uh, I know a lot of Wednesday fans have got a lot of love for, for Connor Wickham um, for all that he's done. So it'd be uh, it'll be for him or Theo that might have a say in, in the result. I think. Oh, well, yeah, hopefully not. Um, just just um, a question on us, really. I mean, obviously, what what's your take on on us and our season so far from from the outside looking in? Um, if it wasn't for injuries and it wasn't for for COVID and things like that, and you, I think you had a bit of a fixture pileup at one point as well at, um, towards the turn of the year. I think you'd have I backed you for automatics along with Ipswich um, at the start of the season. I just looked at your squad. Um, you've obviously had your defensive problems, but you seem to have sorted that with Jordan Story, who. Uh, who we could have had at MK when uh, Paul Tisdale was in charge a few years back, um, apparently. Uh, Bailey Peacock Farrell seems to have got his uh, mistakes out of his system. Um, and, well, Barry Bannon, what more can you say as you say? As long with Twiney as the possible League One player of the year, um, I think, is he the reigning player of the month as well in League One? Yeah, he got that last month, yeah. so... Uh... Uh, yeah, he's on, a, he's, on, he's on a yeah, he's on a decent uh, a decent run of form. Uh, yeah, obviously, you know, you said there that you know he had us down as automatic. I think most people uh, probably did, but yeah, it's just not quite. Uh, yeah, few few injuries. I say a few, quite quite a lot yeah. of injuries. But having spoke to you know, most people on this, uh, you know, doing this oppo's view, there's a hell of a lot that have had a lot of injuries, not just uh, not just ourselves. Um, another another question, obviously. For everyone that's making the trip down to Stadium MK, we've got what just over well as it stands over five thousand fans making that trip down. It's probably going to be our biggest away following of um, of the season, and with Wickham and Fleetwood the next two with small grounds, it'll probably it'll probably stay like that as well. Um, the main question is though, where does everyone go for a, a pre match pint as an as an away fan? Well, I imagine because of the lack of trains uh, from Sheffield to Milton Keynes, because I believe they're doing some form of uh, rail works over the Easter weekend, because that's exactly what you do when there's a football game on. Um, <laughs> I think that there'll be a lot of sort of coaches and sort of maybe people driving down. I mean, there's a there's a great sort of food bar area sort of behind the away end that's got all your TGI Fridays, your Nando's, um, Bella Italia, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, it's not really in the way pub. I can sort of recommend that sort of too close. Uh, there's one I can't remember the name of it in Bletchley, but it's a good 20, 25 minute walk from there to the stadium. So I don't think with everything that's happened, I don't think your fans will want to walk too far. So I imagine I'll just be taking up the food areas around 
Milton Keynes. Yeah, and, and drinking them dry, I'm, I'm sure, on this uh, bank holiday weekend. Um, just, just before we uh, you know, talk about you know, the, the game, have you got any injury concerns heading into this game at the weekend at all? Um, touch wood, at the minute, we've got a fairly clean bill of health. There was only Aidan Baldwin, who seemed, looks like he's out for the season, and Tanai Watson, who was doing phenomenal at right back before he picked up a... A real serious groin injury, I think it was, and uh, say touch wood. But I think part of the reason why our form has been as good as it is is because it's literally been the same nine, ten players every game for that run. So, none, none that I'm aware of. But I've still got the press conference to come tomorrow, so no more then. Yeah, I mean, obviously you're you're running. You know, you've got us, Oxford, Morecambe. And then Plymouth to uh, to finish. Obviously, a tricky uh, some tricky games in there. You know, Plymouth, Oxford, and us are all in that. Uh, Oxford, not so much. I suppose they have uh, faltered in in recent weeks, but all in with a shout of the of the playoffs. Um, I mean, but, but how do you see the, you know this weekend's game going against against us? Obviously, it's, like I said, it's a tough game. Obviously, you have got home advantage, so hopefully, you're going to make that. You know, try and make that count. Yeah, our home form's not. We think we're sort of mid-table for home form for the for the season, and our away form is is up there, um, complete opposite to what you guys are at Hillsborough. I think you're the best home side in the league. Yep. Hillsborough. Um, yeah, don't travel very well though, which is a which is a bit of a problem. <laughs> I've I've got to back us, and I've got to back us two one. And I'm saying this on the proviso that whenever we're on Sky, I don't think I've ever seen us win apart from that crazy Man United game that will never, ever be repeated. Um, so I'm going to back us for a 2-1 win. I think my wife is going to score. And I'm not sure which former player is going to score, but I've got a feeling either Corbinu or Wickham are going to score. And it's going to be towards the end of the game. As well, a bit, a, bit, what, a, bit of, a bit of payback for what we did to you earlier on in the season. Eh? Yes, 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 <laughs> exactly. I, I think it is going to be a close game. Um, as you say, we've got Oxford coming up, who potentially still have an outside chance in the playoffs. I think we we can have our playoff place confirmed if Plymouth beat Wickham on Friday. I think I read that somewhere. Yeah, that's uh, right. Or, or if you beat us on. Uh... On Saturday, you know, if if we can win and you and you win, then yeah, playoffs are, yeah. are confirmed for you. I think we'll have a. It could go down to the wire for us, Portsmouth, uh, last game of the season at home. I hope it doesn't. I hope we. I hope we get it wrapped up by, uh, well, Wickham maybe. If uh, beating Wickham would uh, would do us very nicely, but uh, yeah, it's uh, it's. I mean, one plus for for us is we do seem to do better against the. You know, quote unquote, better sides in the division. Um, those that come to sit and, you know, and um, look for a point, we we do tend to struggle to break them down. The fact that you're second, you know, you're on a, fa- on, a on a crazy run of form at the moment, you'll be confident. You know, you'll be bringing the game to us, which, you know, hopefully you give the likes of Barry Bannon a bit a bit too much space. And obviously, we've you know you've seen, I'm sure, what he can do when when you do give us space. So uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to a. To a great game, obviously it's live on Sky, seven forty-five kickoff. So we're you know we're the last team to play on that on that game week. So I, I suppose yeah. it works in our favour a little bit in that we'll know what we need to do 
Um, having seen the other the other results that have, uh, but you know that could be go against us if if all those if all those results do go against us. But uh, but yeah, Jonathan, thank you very much for uh, for joining us. Before we do go, where, where can we find you on the on the socials? So my Twitter handle is at Harry's Done eighty seven. Um, also recommend following the official MKDSA Twitter page, which is at official MKDSA. I've managed to get a um, young female fan called Emma to do a trash talk article on on yourselves, which is a really good article. And uh, yeah, my preview will be coming out on Saturday morning. I'll share that with you guys and everything. And uh, yeah, that's it really. Great stuff. Thanks for having me on. No problem. Well, uh, all the best for the weekend. All the best for your promotion, Bush. If you if you could get the second place or even first uh, and knock Rotherham out, then that would be absolutely fantastic. (laughs) But please don't oh. do it until after after Saturday. You know, oh. give us the three points, please. <laughs> well, I know a lot of Wednesday fans are thinking it could happen that Rotherham Sheffield Wednesday could be a semi final playoff potential tie, which would be just ridiculous. And I I can't call the playoffs as they are now. I honestly can't. If anyone can can confidently say who they can win the playoffs, and all power to them, but. It's been a great league to be in, whether we finish in the playoffs or automatics. I've really enjoyed this season. Yeah, fantastic. Jonathan, thank you again. And uh, if you have enjoyed this episode, please make sure you leave a rating or a review. Uh, we do really appreciate it. And obviously, make sure you subscribe. We've got you know three episodes a week for your uh, listening pleasure. Jonathan, again, thank you very much. And we'll see you later. days are great but there's nothing quite like playing at home the same goes for mcdonald's maximize your home ground advantage with mcdelivery order now on the mcdonald's app at participating restaurants 18 plus serving times delivery fee and terms apply see mcdonald's.com hi this is craig robinson from ways to win and support for this podcast comes from invesco qqq the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. Talk sport. Powered by fans.